Hi there, great to be back with you once again for another current events edition of Nightlight. I think in 2019, we hardly even had one current events or end time Nightlight show. Now, since the beginning of this year, this is the 14th current events show. Nightlight, keeping you in tune with the times. And back with us on the program, joining us over Skype from his home in the north of England is Robert Mandelbaum. We'll be talking about some of the crazy things that are happening just in the last week in this world gone mad. Suppress a minority in an illegal way. Confine them to a camp with a lifelong sentence. Ignore the fact it's human rights abuse Your conscience is seared and without repentance It's a world gone mad Bound for eradication that's grown cold In every nation there's a need left vacant In humanity Looks like we're living in insanity Start a wave of killing and title it war Bombard them from the sky at random Get any rules You found a good excuse So I take any blame It's a world on that Bound for eradication That's grown cold In every nation There's a need left vacant In humanity Looks like we're living in insanity Pain and anger Steaming inside of me I'd step off this ball If I could Unfair as the world has been to itself Justice will return to restore our brotherhood It's a world gone mad Bound for eradication Declining at this rate Will ensure life ends God will send his son To give us the way out We'll start again when he descends There's so much injustice It's almost hard to believe I could take a day or two Just stating in brief of human intelligence just doesn't make any sense Cause it's a world gone mad Bound for eradication Declining at this rate Will ensure life ends God will send his son To give us the way out We'll start again when he descends And that was the song that sprang to mind when I was thinking of an appropriate song to open this show. That was Vass with Gone Mad. And if he thought the world had gone mad 15 or so years ago when he wrote that song, how much more does it fit the world today? Well, with me on the show to share his take on the latest news is Robert Mandelbaum. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. Well, the uh, the past week has has been really something for those of you who have been keeping up with current events. And I just wanted to share a couple scriptures which I think uh, are apropos to the current situation. One is uh, John 9, 4, where Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. And for those of you who are able and have been discerning the signs of the times, I think we could apply that scripture to our own work and uh, witness for Jesus as the days are growing very dark very, very quickly. Yes. And Jesus told the scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites uh, in his day, he said, and in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. 
You can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. Well, I think most people now realize that the times we are now living in are unprecedented. I think so. I know certainly in my lifetime, and I'm sure in the lives of many of you listening, we have never seen something such as is occurring today. And I'm just going to go over some things from just the past week, really, that at any other time would be a a major weekly headline. Signs of the Times. Where do you want to start here, Simon? Well, let's start with the explosion at the port in Beirut. When you see pictures of the utter devastation, it looks like Hiroshima. I mean, the whole area is just flattened. Well, that's what they're comparing it to. They're comparing it to Nagasaki. I I think one of the things that brings home the enormity of the explosion that took place is that it was heard in Cyprus, 150 miles away in the Mediterranean. I don't know if we will ever get the real truth about what happened there, because even as we speak, the uh, media is uh, coming out with different uh, aspects. For example, right now, they say there's at least 4,000 people been injured. Hundreds, it looks like, could be dead from this explosion. Robert, just let me note here for our listeners that we're recording this interview on Thursday, August the 6th. So by the time, listeners, you hear this show, there may be a lot more bodies found, because for sure no one could have survived within that whole large port area. If the news can be believed, they're saying that up to half the city of Beirut has been destroyed in this explosion. Last night when I was checking this out, they were saying 300,000 people are now homeless because of this explosion. The initial uh, cause and blame of this explosion was on a fireworks factory. And then uh, uh, I think it was sodium nitrate that they had taken off a ship. Ammonia nitrate. But then... uh, In the U.S., Trump's advisors in the military said it was an attack, it was a bomb. And now today, that's been walked back, and uh, they're saying it's no longer a bomb. So this is just another state of confusion. It's interesting, one thing interesting to note, I'm not trying to shift blame anywhere, but that entire area, that port area, was controlled by Hezbollah. Really? Which is a Shiite uh, organization backed by Iran, which has had many conflicts there in the Middle East involving Israel. We'll see what happens here, but this is unprecedented. Some are saying it's a bunker buster bomb, or it just happened naturally, but we don't know. But, uh, I mean, we could really pray for the poor people, the widows and the widowers and the dead children yes. that are involved in the ongoing crisis and emergency situation that is happening there in Beirut, in Lebanon. I know you, you might remember this, but during the 1970s, Beirut was considered like Switzerland of the Middle East. It was a completely peaceful country. The country's also right now collapsing economically. The 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 uh, oh, I forget the name of their currency, but it's uh, becoming virtually worthless. So the people there in Lebanon and particularly in Beirut are in an extremely horrific situation as we speak here on the air. Shining bright. In the dark night, you're listening to Nightlight. Another uh, major, major point that's happening in the world as we speak on the air is the world economic system. Yes, that's right. Uh, In the United States, there's approximately 152 million people working. And the reason I bring up the U.S., I don't live there any longer, haven't lived there for years. But what happens economically in the United States affects the whole world, especially the Western world, uh, Europe, 
Australia, New Zealand, and the, 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 those countries. Of course it does. In the U.S., there is uh, 152 million people were at work. And since this COVID pandemic has happened, there are now 54 million people out of work. Gosh. That's over one-third of the entire working population in the United States. You're talking about 1930s and above depression-level unemployment. And on top of that, during this uh, lockdown, they had put a moratorium on uh, rents. People were not paying their rents, but that ended a few days ago. I heard. And there is now the very real possibility that there are going to be 20 to 28 million people made homeless in the very near future. These are things that uh, Whoa. are unprecedented and have never happened before. That's what's happening there. Then, of course, in the, in the U.S., you've got the, the civil strife that's happening there. That, of course, is apparently being led and funded by Marxist communist entities that are doing their best to bring about a civil war inside the United States, being done by the so-called woke people. You know, mostly mostly millennials and Generation Z, they call it. Robert, can I just interrupt there and ask you, because somehow I missed it at some point, what is the meaning of woke? What does it mean, woke? <laughs> it means, I, I, if I can understand correctly, I've been living in the dark all my life, and I finally woke up to the prejudice and irregularities and the white privilege that has taken place in the United States that has put particularly people of color down. You know, I have seen photographs of police officers kissing the boots of uh, Black Lives members. You know, it's uh, what? it's really something what is going on there. I suppose woke means different things to different people, but generally means I've, I've woken up and now realize what a terrible system I'm living in the United States and in England and in the West. I'll tell you the point it's gotten to in the United States. You know, they're, they're talking about this white privilege thing, and they're burning the U.S. flag. Now, I'm not uh, a real supporter of uh, U.S. policy, especially around the world. Yes. But along with this, they have now started burning Bibles because they are associating Whoa. the Bible with so-called white privilege, which is just crazy. Like a candle in the night. It's nightlight. This, is, this has been all over uh, the different news. And this is from Minneapolis. You know, that's where those riots started with George Floyd. Right. And that's where the defunding of the police has also taken off and is now spreading, you know, to different major cities around the world. That's crazy. Here's a headline. This particular one is from RT. But it's, it's all over. It's on World Net Daily. It's uh, on Fox News. It's everywhere. And it's a quote from the Minneapolis Police uh, Department, which says, Do as they say. Minneapolis police warn people to obey criminals for their own safety as violent crime surges amid BLM protests. What? It says, Embattled Minneapolis police are advising residents on survival skills amid a wave of violent crime, offering such tips as be prepared to give up your cell phone and purse or wallet to robbers and do not walk alone. Do not argue or fight with a criminal, police said in a July 28th letter to the 3rd Precinct resident. Unbelievable. Do what they say. Your safety is most important. The 3rd Precinct, southeast of downtown, was one of the area's hardest hit by the protest-turned-riots that broke out following the May 25th killing of black man 
George Floyd. So they, they've given a whole list of things to do that if you're approached by a, a thief or a criminal, just do what he says. Don't walk alone. Try not to be out at night before you get to your car. I mean, it's just uh, absolute uh, jungle, you know? It's anarchy. It is. It's absolute anarchy. And uh, it's just another sign of, of where we are in the world today. I, I mean, can you imagine any major metropolitan city in the world or even a, a minor city that just says, do what the criminals say. We can't do anything about it anymore. So that's the state of some of the major cities in the United States Unbelievable. Right That's one that, uh, it's just it's just almost beyond belief. I mean, are there a lot of people now trying to flee the cities and go somewhere safer in the country? Yeah, a lot of people are fleeing the cities right now because they've just become, for want of a better word, hell holes. As, as I said, uh, I think I said it on the website a while back, with this kind of a situation developing, this could cause people to start pleading for martial law to come in to bring about uh, an end to this absolute anarchy and insanity. You know, the police give the criminal what he wants, cooperate with him, and they're including uh, one, uh, one police chief, I can't remember what city was, they said if you, for a rape victim, don't call the police, call a therapist. Oh, that's just unbelievable. I mean, they're just giving these people a free pass to rape and steal and murder. I have never in my life, and I'm sure in yours, seen the world, and particularly the Western world, in such a state of confusion. And the thing that is shocking about it is how quickly it happened. It, you know, it, it started in, in March, I think March 11th of the day that they put the beginning of this thing at, and just, you know, two or three months later, the world is in in turmoil. Right. And again, I, I do want to emphasize this. The temptation to get caught up in this web of fear is pretty palpable. Yes. And for those of us who know Jesus and those who will know him in the future because of our witness, we have really come to a point where the only hope is in, in Jesus and uh, putting our trust in him, in his words and in his promises. That's very true. We've discussed this before. I mean, with this kind of thing happening, you, you have to. Where else are you going to go? Barricade yourself in your garage or in your home? Right. Uh, get a bunch of guns and rifles and hope to protect yourself and your family and your goods? Because that's pretty much what it's come down to. Uh, several people have described it as what the Wild West was like, you know, when the United States was being settled. You know, it was uh, law at the point of a gun. Yes. And that apparently is what it is coming down to now. So thank God for, you know, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of all, the Almighty. Yes. You know, a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Amen. King David, of course, you know, in the Psalms was faced with these kind of problems himself. And every time he was faced with a problem of this magnitude, he always cried out to God and looked to God for his help and for his salvation. Yes. As Psalm 108, I believe it is, says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Amen. That's just one of the things that are happening right now. Of course, the other big thing, another big thing, I mean, there's so, it's not, it's not that there's just one thing happening right, right now. Right. There's a myriad of things happening right now. As you probably know, and probably many of your listeners know, gold has just reached an all-time high in the world. It's approaching $2,000 an ounce. And the reason for that is, 
It's not that gold moves. Gold and silver don't move. It's the fiat currencies that move. And the U.S. government, well, actually, it's not the government. It's the Federal Reserve, which is a privately owned bank, which loans money to the U.S. government, which the taxpayers in the United States pay back with interest to the Federal Reserve, which is owned by, oh, enormously wealthy people. And they have flooded the economy with trillions upon trillions of dollars, which is worthless fiat money. And then they loan this money made out of thin air to people, and they charge interest on it, and they're just soaking the people. And now the, the dollar, even Goldman Sachs, which is the largest bank in the entire world, put out a uh, notice about a week ago that said gold could replace the dollar as the world's reserve currency. Is that right? And, of course, countries like Russia, China, and India are already dropping the dollar as their means of uh, international trade. That's happening along with this breakdown of anarchy. And then, of course, you have the uh, Corona-19, coronavirus. It's hard to think of these people. This, the, the main purveyor of this, Dr. Fauci in the United States and his sidekick, Deborah Burks, are now saying it may be necessary to go to goggles. What? Uh, it, th this is in the news yesterday and today. They want you not only wearing a face mask, they want you wearing, go uh, wearing goggles on top of it. That's ridiculous. And on top of that, they found out they can, the so-called virus can be carried in your eyelids and possibly even your ears. So what do they want you to do? Put earmuffs on, wear goggles and a face mask so you can walk down the street? This is absurd. It's ridiculous. This is absurd to the extreme. What they're doing... It's insane. They're testing, and they're testing to see how far... People will go in compliance with what I believe and many, many, many doctors believe and call a scamdemic or a plandemic. Gosh. If you've ever read anything about tyranny, one of the main points of tyranny is to cover people's face with a mask. It's, it's, all, it's part of the occult. Whoa. And that's where this is leading. I mean, it's a sign of the times. I mean, what can you say? I'm tempted to read some of this stuff, and I know you've talked in your program. I, I've had to back off because uh, it's so absurd that it gets extremely annoying. But if you see some of these people, like I saw this one, uh, one clip of a woman in, I don't know where it was, in a Walmart or someplace in the, in the U.S., and uh, she, was, she had a mask on, but you know they, they said that children under 10 years old don't have to have a mask on. So she's there with a couple of her kids who are under 10, and this other woman comes up who has a mask on and starts screaming at her because the kids don't have a mask. The woman explains, well, they don't have... And she woman gets right in these children's faces and said, I hope you die of COVID. What? You know, that's how extreme this fear is in what would ordinarily be people that you would never, you know, a so-called normal woman on the street. My God. Is so scared, so... Oh, gosh, uh, beyond scared, terrified, that she's cursing kids to their face, condemning them to death. God. And, and, and that's, the, that's the divide. And, of course, you know, just talking about confusion, you know, one day they say one thing. One day they say another thing. And I don't believe that's an accident. I believe it's meant to keep the populations of the world in a confused state of uh, consciousness. Bringing you peace in the midst of the storm. You're listening to Nightlight. 
Okay, well, let's take a break now for a song and give us a little time to digest all that we've heard so far. Now, this is a new song from Jerry Palladino. At least it's new to me because I've never heard it before. But great lyrics for the time in which we're living and a reminder that his power is mine. I hear the wounded as they cry The fight is on and I'm aware Of spirit forces everywhere There's soldiers scattered all around Both young and old it hurts to see Dear friends and loved ones on the ground It makes a fury rise in me Dare not waste another day No time to lose, no more to say The time is now, I must prepare Our enemy is everywhere Too many lives already lost So many lands to be reclaimed I must fight on at any cost Take up my sword in Jesus' name I rise now I face the fear and lies now I give my life to him to use Come what may I take his word in hand now His wish is my command now His power mine to
I actually downloaded that song from YouTube and removed the audio track. If you search for His Power Is Mine on YouTube by Jerry Palladino, you can see the video version that is complemented with visuals and the lyrics, as are all of Jerry Palladino's songs over the past couple of years, very beautifully produced on YouTube. And of course, very easy to share on the social media platforms. End time news and views. Okay, back to our guest on this current events edition of Nightlight, in which I'm talking with Robert Mendelbaum over Skype from his home in the north of England. Robert, let's talk now about China. Now, first of all, the extraordinary weather particularly the ongoing incredible amount of rainfall over the past month that is causing catastrophic floods over large parts of China. Also hailstorms with hailstones the size of golf balls, and they're even having heavy snowfall in the middle of summer. Concerning that snow, Simon, from what I understand, the Chinese culture, snow in summer persuades... uh, coming changing events it means that innocent people have been killed and persecuted and that there is going to be some tremendous judgment coming on the country that's what they believe the snow in uh, in august means yes yes indeed in fact in chinese folklore this relates back to an emperor who unjustly persecuted and imprisoned innocent people and the gods showed their displeasure by sending snow in summer. The Chinese, I believe, Robert, are actually very superstitious people, and it seems that God is trying to speak and get through to them right now in the language that they can understand. The Chinese also believe that the dynasties that rule them are allowed to do so through the mandate of heaven, they call it. And the sign that the mandate is being removed and the ruling dynasty is going to fall is the onset of major natural disasters such as are now happening in China. I mean, it's not just the floods, but up in the north of China, there's a severe drought, not to mention a plague of locusts. There's plagues of army worms, a new tick fever, and a swine sickness that is killing off all the pigs. Have you been following the news in China, Robert? Yes, I have. One of the groups of people, there are several of them that are being unjustly treated, of course, are the religious people in China. Yes. Of course, referring to Christianity, many of the, I mean, you find some of the most devout Christians in the older Chinese and younger Chinese. If I remember correctly, it's the fastest growing uh, Christian country in the world. That's right. A lot of the older Chinese get uh, something like a, a, a pension. They get, about, I think it's about a hundred, the equivalent of a hundred U.S. dollars a month. And the police are going into their homes and telling them to destroy anything related to Jesus and the Bible. They want them to get to say that their food, their clothing, their well-being does not come from God or Jesus. It comes from the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, and Jinping, the leader of that party. I mean, they're absolutely persecuting them. And uh, as well as, the, of course, the, the Uyghurs up in northwest China... Uh, there was footage showing just in the UK recently where uh, the Chinese ambassador to the UK was confronted with photos, not photos, but uh, video footage of uh, of Uyghurs on their knees, similar to what you think of the Nazis did, you know, with shipping people to the concentration camps. They were on their knees, blindfolded, and being 
put into a train carriage and shipped off nobody where knows where. I saw that. And the uh, Chinese ambassador to uh, the UK just really stumbled his way through that. But, you know, you're talking about these natural disasters, and the Yangtze River is the largest river in all of Asia. It, it drains the, the whole country of China, literally. I think it was in 2009, I could be wrong on this, but they built the largest dam in the world called the Three Gorges Dam. There is a, a lot of uh, concern right now because, there, as you were saying previously, there has been so much rain and just disaster after disaster after disaster in China that the amount of water flowing into that Three Gorges Dam is unprecedented to the point where the dam is buckling. It, if you look at aerial photographs of when the dam was first built, it's straight across. And if you look at aerial photographs now, there's bulges in different parts of the dam. There is real concern, you know, that if that dam were to... They've already blown up other dams along that feed into the Yangtze to, to, to try and stop the amount of water. And the Yangtze is... I forget the amount of water. It's, well, I think I have it written down here. But if that dam bursts, it'll be one of the biggest disasters of that type that has happened in world history. And I've got some notes here. It says, if the Three Gorges Dam is completely collapsed, then more than 10 billion cubic meters of reservoir water will be released in a short time. And the coast between the dam site and Shashi City will be directly impacted by flood waves resulting in serious disaster loss. To put it simply, a failure of the Three Gorges Dam would be an unstoppable destruction of the middle and lower reaches of the Yangtze River, flooding tens of times worse than the 100-year flood. Deadly flooding arrives in Wuhan in 10 hours and Nanjing in one day. Tens of meters of flood wash, will wash across the buildings. It's hard to imagine people can escape. The Yangtze River Valley is the center of China's elite gravity with 30% water, 25% arable land, 40% grain, 33% cotton, 66% fresh water fish, and 350 million people. According to the study of Yang Lang, a military commentator, the Three Gorges Project is in a very critical and very sensitive position in the whole of China's national defense. If the dam breaks, both time and space will have significant impact on the whole national defense, and the effect of the disaster field would be very serious. And it would also wipe out most of China's factories. That's right, that's right. And I mean, the collapse of the Three Gorges Dam is right now a very, very real possibility. The CCP, so proud and arrogant and so intent on building a world-dominating Chinese empire, it looks like God has had enough, and he's now judging them with old-school, biblical-style plagues and floods and earthquakes. There's been a lot of those, too. And if the Lord allows it, that dam is ready to break and pretty much wipe out China. And of course, if China went down, it would affect every other country in the world. Oh, yeah. As I said on one of your programs before, the largest retailer in the world, I think it just got passed by Apple. But up until a few months ago, the largest retailer in the world, Walmart, I don't know what percentage of Americans shop at Walmart, but it's a very high percentage. And 80% of the materials they purchase at Walmart to keep up their standard of living, which is obviously about to really crash, 80% of their, their goods come from China. So everything is unraveling here. And I've talked to oh quite a few people about this. And 
unless the Lord puts some kind of a immediate stop to this, which I really don't see happening, but it could happen. It seems like we are really going into the final time of the end time, the last days. Of course, the trumpets haven't started yet, but how far can it be? I mean, we, as Jesus told his disciples, as the days of Noah, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Yeah, we're, we're in those days, it would seem. Shining bright in the dark night, you're listening to Nightlight. Robert, now let's stick with China and focus on the tensions between China and the U.S. and other Western countries. Have you been following that? Yes. Yes, I have. You talk about in the South China Sea specifically? Yes. And of course, there's a very real risk of direct confrontation between China and the U.S. in the South China Sea, where the U.S. has sent two aircraft carrier battle groups. Also on your website, I read an article about the missiles and rockets that the Chinese have developed, one in particular that can explode over the U.S. and take out all the electric circuits and everything. Well, I mean, China is in a situation now where it is going to have difficulty feeding its own people. That's right. And when that type of situation occurs, it's a direct threat, let's say, to the powers that be, the ruling powers. And of course, if anything will get people's minds off of a domestic problem, it's an external war. Yes. Of course, it's, it's sometimes hard for us to understand the psychic of these people who are in power. But as the old saying goes, power corrupts and absolute power absolutely corrupts. And people, when they get into power, you know, when you've seen tyrants around the world, you know, Uganda, <laughs> Pol Pot, uh, different places, they very rarely go peacefully. They will fight to the last to hold on to the power they have. And if they have to sacrifice their people, if they have to f- sacrifice another country, they will do that to continue to maintain their grip on power. It's, it's, it's an addiction to them. Yes, yes, it is. And I'm looking right now at your article here, Robert, on your website. Uh, China has strike capability to melt U.S. power grid with electromagnetic pulse weapon. I mean, these people in power also forget that the Lord can take down the whole world's power grid with just an extra strong solar flare. I mean, the Lord has a number of options of how he could step in and just put a stop to all this AI and technological madness that's being forced on humanity and the natural world. And he could cause very easily a major reset. Lighting your path through the end times. You're with Nightlight. You just use the word reset. (laughs) Just going off on a little bit, that is what, I think I mentioned this in another program, but the largest financial institutions in the world, including Goldman Sachs, which is the largest bank in the world, are talking about a financial reset. One based no longer on dollar diplomacy, but on gold, of course, which we know China has been stockpiling gold for years and has one of the largest stockpiles, along with Russia, of gold, and have already said if uh, people will trade in yuan, that they will back it by a gold reserve. You know, you talk about the, the, the way the Chinese treat their own people and the way they treat Christians. This reminds me of something else. This just came into effect in Australia just three or four days ago. And because of the uh, virus, now they have done studies and found out that in uh, Victoria, 
of which Melbourne is the largest city in Australia, that there are more people killed by car crashes on a daily basis than is dying from this so-called pandemic. What the government of Victoria has now done, they have given police power to enter your home without a warrant, without knocking, just go straight into your home and do whatever they feel like. I mean, this, this is what the Stasi did in East Germany, you know, before the fall of uh, the Berlin Wall. It, it's, it's the identical thing. You're talking about absolute police power over the people of Victoria and specifically Melbourne, Australia, where you are not even free from this, this insanity in your own home anymore in these places. That's in a so-called Western democratic country. I mean, it's incredible, horrific, in fact. Well, one thing is, uh, Robert, is there seems to be a growing resistance to this madness as more and more people become aware of the awful reality of what's actually happening. And it was encouraging to see that very recently there was a huge demonstration in Germany against mandatory mask wearing with over 20,000 people marching in Berlin who'd come from all over the country. Yes, I did see that. And also, if you look at the comment sections on YouTube under the posts that are exposing the truth behind any of the many facets of this pandemic, you'll see thousands of comments from people who are awake and well aware of the seriousness of what is going on. What it looks like or it seems like is happening for years, you know, this this whole thing has been scripted for years and years and years and decades. And it's been brought in in increments. It's, it's been incremental, you know, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. You know, you're saying you wonder why people, you know, don't do something about this. It's been like the frog in hot water. Exactly. Uh, not that uh, advocating war, but you look at the young men who fought in different wars and you look at the young people today who, you know, go nuts if their feelings get hurt, you know. <laughs> this has been brought in incrementally and it's brought, been brought in specifically in the West through the educational and, uh, collegiate systems that have taken these young people and formed and molded their minds into what they are today. That's interesting. And, and now it's, it would seem to me they are going for the end game right now. They've sped things up very, very quickly, and they're going to go for their new world order. They're going to go for their one world government. They're going to go for their one world digital currency which, of course, we know where that's eventually going to lead. Yes. It's going to lead to Revelations 13, the false prophet, the beast, the mark of the beast. Maybe a, a point to bring out here. You know, people are quite concerned about mandatory vaccinations and, and that. But, you know, in, in Revelations 13, it makes it pretty clear that the mark of the beast cannot be mandatory because the people who don't take it are persecuted. That's a good point. I never thought of that. Yeah. Of course, uh, the, the vaccine that is being rolled out, I'm wearing out the word unprecedented, I think, but it's, it's appropriate to so many things that are happening right now. The vaccine that is being worn out, the President Trump has said he is bypassing the CDC, which is the Centers for Disease Control in the United States, which has always been the organization which has implemented vaccinations and vaccine campaigns in the U.S., and he's going directly to the Pentagon and military to distribute it in what he called a very powerful manner. And that, that's a quote from him, a very powerful manner. So we'll, we'll see what exactly that means. 
Well, let's break here for another song. And here's another one that was written about 25 years ago. But if you listen to the lyrics, they're almost prophetic to what we're seeing in the world today. Education, they thrown out the Bible 
You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. And our guest on this international edition of Nightlight is Robert Mandelbaum. And we're talking about some of the major news events just from the last week. Robert, I want to ask you about this. I don't know how to describe it. It's a, a military temple that Putin has built in Russia. You posted an article and pictures of it on your website, and it's one of the most extraordinary buildings I've ever seen. That That is pretty incredible. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a cathedral, and it's a big cathedral. And it was built, I believe, 50 miles west of Moscow by Vladimir Putin. And it's a cathedral to the... Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of how to put this. It's, it's a cathedral to the glory of war. It comes closer to anything that I've seen in Daniel 11 describing the Antichrist who will worship the God of forces. Now, I'm not saying that Putin is the Antichrist, but I would really urge your people who listen to this, to, there's, I think there's two or three videos on that particular one, but two of them are uh, really something to see in how the uh, government of Russia put this together honoring the God of force, the God of war. If they watch the video, it'll do more than what I can feel I can describe. Yes, indeed. It's something you have to see to believe. And please do go to Robert's website at peopleofthekeys.com to see that. And plus, you'll find all the stories that Robert is referring to on the show today, plus more that he will have posted between the time you're listening to this and the time we recorded it. Well, I used to update it once a week, but uh, since the beginning of the year, things have been happening such a degree that uh, I used to edit the articles and I can't edit them anymore. I just put them up as they are raw with a link because it's coming so much and so fast. Nightlight, keeping you in tune with the times. And uh, another thing is that just to throw it all in, NASA a while back discovered and are tracking a, uh, an object in, in space and they named it Apophis. And it's, oh gosh, the definition just left me. <laughs> it has to do with uh, Satan. And that's due to enter the, uh, the Earth's orbit in the, in the late 20s from research that a uh, researcher did, who, uh, who's a very good researcher, Dr. Thomas Horn. He's connected it with Revelations 8 and the uh, Wormwood prophecy. Well, it couldn't be Wormwood, right? Because that happens in the last three and a half years of the Great Tribulation. I believe it's the third tribulation trumpet so that couldn't be happening at the end of this year but for sure that's something to keep our eyes on something else to always keep our eyes on is what's happening in the middle east lebanon is back in the news now big time after the mega explosion in beirut but there are other things going on like with president erdogan of turkey erdogan president of turkey is quite a strong leader of course, in I think the modern-day Turkey was set up in 1934 after the fall of uh, the Sultanate under Ataturk, and it became a uh, secular society. But since Erdogan has uh, come to power in Turkey, it has been going more and more towards an Islamic republic, and it's very much so now. And they've purged a lot of the people who were not involved in that. And uh, the, I, if I can remember correctly, like I say, there's so much going on. There's a very famous mosque, I mean, a very famous, uh, well, mosque now, yeah. It was the largest Christian cathedral in the Eastern 
Orthodox, and it was called the Hagia Sophia. Yes, I visited it last year, actually, with my wife, Sunshine. Yes, I've, I've actually been there as well, and it is quite an impressive building, but it was the heart of, uh, of course, when Turkey was in Constantinople, and then when uh, Constantinople fell and became Istanbul, it was uh, changed into a mosque, and I, I had the uh, dates written down, but I, I don't have with me, and it's not really that important. And it was a uh, uh, a museum from 1934 until about two weeks ago right. when Erdogan decided he was going to turn it back into a mosque despite uh, objections from many of the world's leaders, including Putin and including Trump, including many, many others. So he said that the uh, converting of the Hagia Sophia back into a mosque he connected it with the uh, liberation of the El As Mosque, of course, which is in Jerusalem, where the Dome of the Rock now stands, just north of the El As Mosque. Gosh. So he's he's making uh, pretty saber-rattling sounds, and of course we know from Ezekiel 38, if the interpretation is correct concerning Togarma, Togarma being modern-day Turkey, being on the heels of uh, Gog and Magog, with the invasion of Israel eventually resulting in the Battle of Armageddon. Wow. If, I, if I've got my eschatology all, all in a line there. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, uh, Israel has been surprisingly out of the news. Not much there. Netanyahu, whether you like him, hate him, or don't, aren't interested, you got to say one thing. He's a survivor because he is on trial now, and uh, he just won't give up, won't give in for different irregularities concerning finances. What, what are the promises uh, Netanyahu made if he was reelected? Was that he was going to annex the uh, West Bank and make it part of you know part of Greater Israel, and at the time I thought it was a campaign promise that may not be kept, but was being used just to garner votes. That that may have been what happened. He's using the coronavirus as an excuse for why it can't be done right now. Oh, what's that other fellow's name? His co-partner Bernie Gantz, who was supposed to take over in 18 months as the uh, as the prime minister. They came to a power sharing deal. But there's major demonstrations been going on outside of uh, Netanyahu's residence again for his resignation on corruption charges. And, of course, Egypt is seems to be getting involved in Libya against Turkish troops going into Libya. When Gaddafi was thrown out of power several years ago, Libya has been nothing but a failed state since then and complete upheaval with very little leadership, you know, different s- sections vying to take over the lead of the country. Syria, of course, it's still ongoing there. So you got Turkey, Syria, Libya, Egypt. And Yemen, what's happening in Yemen? That was an absolute humanitarian disaster before the COVID-19. Yeah, yes, you're absolutely correct there. There there was a huge, huge humanitarian crisis, and especially amongst the children there. But, oh, yes, it's you know, it was Saudi Arabia backed by, I can't remember which one it was, uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, trying to bring down the present leadership of Yemen, which deposed the uh, former uh, president a few years ago. So, yeah, that's all happening as well. It's never completely dark when you're listening to Nightlight. Nightlight. And on a closing note here, I, I find this interesting. Uh, there's a a top movie company in the U.S. called Liongate. They, they're the ones that produced that whole series of Hunger Games movies. And they produced over, I think, close to 400 movies. They're a real big uh, movie organization. And they are 
coupling with another Christian organization, and they are going to be making a film about the hippie situation in the late 60s and early 70s, and how there was a massive turning to Jesus by the hippies in the late 60s, early 70s, and the title of their film is going to be called The Jesus Revolution. Wow. Uh, you and I would find that interesting because we were part of that Jesus Revolution. <laughs> yes. But uh, the, the, another interesting thing, and there is also a massive uh, awakening of Christians in California, and of all things, it, I think last week they had over 4,000 people on Huntington Beach in California, where, in fact, the entire Jesus Revolution started, and where David Berg started the Children of God, which were the Time magazine called the Children of God, the, uh, the what do you call them, the Gestapo of the Jesus Revolution. They were so dedicated and so on fire. The stormtroopers. Millions upon millions of people have received salvation because of David Berg and the Children of God and... I know there's a lot of controversy involving the group, but one thing you cannot deny is the amount of salvations that came through that work in the late 60s and early 70s. It's nightlight. What a delight. I'll just bring up one other point here, and then that's all the points I've had. And I don't know if you're going to want to include this or not. It's something we discussed previously. Okay. With the way things are, you know, imprecatory prayers. Yes. Psalm 109. If you want to know what an imprecatory prayer is, read Psalm 109. It's uh, David praying against his enemies, against those who... Well, let me just read the first uh, couple of verses. It says, Oh God, pass not over my praise in silence, for the mouth of the sinner and the mouth of the crafty man have been opened against me. They have spoken against me with a crafty tongue. And they have compassed me with words of hatred and fought against me without cause. Instead of loving me, they falsely accused me. But I continue to pray, and they rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. And then he goes into this prayer on uh, what he, he would like to have happen to those who are causing him these problems. And maybe sometimes it's the right season to pray an imprecatory prayer, depending on the situation. So if your listeners want to read Psalm 109. I don't think I'll get too into it here, but it's pretty uh, startling what David prayed against his enemies. Actually, I just remembered I made a nightlight show featuring a variety of imprecatory prayers that was over three years ago in 2017. I think I'll repost that show as a supplement to this one so that people can pray along with David against the evil and the wicked in this present world. And let's close this program with an imprecatory prayer rather than a song. But before that, anything else that you'd like to share in closing, Robert? I think I'll just close here with a couple of verses. One I gave on a, one of your programs a couple of programs ago that at this time is just so absolutely vital to understand. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. So I would encourage those who are not maybe familiar with this or not as familiar as they should be to read Ephesians chapter 6 because this is the culmination of a spiritual warfare that started back in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. <laughs> 
Okay, so I'm going to close with an imprecatory prayer. Robert was talking about Psalm 109. I'm going to read you another powerful imprecatory prayer, which I just happened to read this morning at my devotions. It's Psalm 94. In the notes of my study Bible, it says, Believers should be so grieved because of all the injustice, brutality, and wickedness in the world that they pray continually for God to stop the triumph of evil and avenge the wrong. Jesus states that his elect should cry day and night that God will avenge them speedily. To carry out just retribution is the only way to protect the innocent and assure that lawlessness will be held in check in society. The psalmist's prayer will find ultimate fulfillment only when God again sends his son Jesus to destroy all evil and to reign upon the earth. So here we go with Psalm 94. Please pray along with me if you can. Psalm 94 O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth, render a reward to the proud. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things, and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves? They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger, and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, The Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Understand, ye brutish among the people, and ye fools, when will ye be wise? He that planted the ear, shall he not hear? He that formed the eye, shall he not see? He that chastiseth the heathen, shall he not correct? He that teacheth man knowledge, shall not he know? The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, that they are vanity. Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law, that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity, until the pit be digged for the wicked. For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance, but judgment shall return unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. When I said, My foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous, and condemn the innocent blood. But the Lord is my defense, and my God is the rock of my refuge. 
and he shall bring upon them their own iniquity, and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. Oh, that felt good, didn't it? Praying the Psalms is a really powerful way to pray. Anyway, as I said, I'm going to repost the Nightlight Show from three years ago, subtitled Imprecatory Psalms, and that will give you some ammunition to pray against the enemy in this time when he's attacking on all fronts. Well, thanks so much to Robert for his insights into current events that he shared on this show. His website, again, is peopleofthekeys.org. Well, that's all for now, and I'll be back very soon with another edition of Nightlight. God bless and keep you safe and strong. Mm-hmm.